I love in-person events. Like that's where I get my energy and, um, and it's been, it's been difficult. So when in-person, uh, con ed courses come back, um, we're able to all go safely, like count us in. Go to jetsetrehaped.com for your travel, networking, and physical therapy continuing education courses. If I don't want to do insurance-based, then I can do cash. I can have my own practice, um, and it doesn't have to be brick and mortar. It can be mobile. So just being more, like Sarah said, creative. It can be scary for students to, like, holy cow, this can't be real, right? Like I should have a house by now, but instead I'm just now graduated and able to make money. And I haven't been making money like I thought I would the last three years. Instead, I've been investing in my education and not making an income. Don't underestimate anything. (laughs) Don't underestimate the class. Don't underestimate your professors. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't underestimate the workload. Don't underestimate what you're able or capable of doing. All the things. Welcome to the Jet Set Rehab Education Podcast. I would like to welcome our guests, Gabby and Sarah from the Gratitude Podcast, G-R-A-D, and uh, this is a show that I don't know how I discovered it. I just kind of accidentally stumbled upon it. Probably it was playing like on my uh, physical therapy podcast list or something. But then, uh, you know, every now and then I just check in and follow up because you guys are um, progressing through physical therapy school and doing a podcast about it. So it's just like a really interesting podcast um, just to kind of check in. I'm like, let's, let me check in, see how these people are doing, how they're uh, coming along with school. So uh, Gabby and Sarah, welcome to the show. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. So I uh, just wanted to ask you a few questions because I feel like the uh, Jet Set, like a lot of our podcasts and yours have a lot of overlap as far as um, one of our main subjects, which is, you know, getting through grad school or getting rid of some of the, like the large amount of debts that uh, you end up with after grad school. So um, what got you guys into that particular aspect? Oh, that's a great question, Randall. And also, I have one more question. I'm so sorry. I know you're recording this. That's so okay. are you recording on Zoom? Because it doesn't show that it's a recording on my end. And I don't want to get to the end and be like, oh, my God, there's no recording. Of Thank it. you for checking. You know, um, because you guys are uh, probably a different generation than me, you guys are like, you know what you're doing. So it's kind of nice. Like, I just started the meeting and you guys are ready to go. <laughs> Usually I'm doing tech support when I'm interviewing a lot of people. But uh, I'm interviewing, and I mean, I'm recording into a separate line. Okay, okay, okay. Just making sure. But thank you for checking. You gave me a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can you repeat the question one more time? I'm ready now. All right. So one of the things that you guys really focus on uh, in your podcast is uh, minimizing or even getting through grad school without debt. And uh, I was just wondering what got you into that. Sarah, you want to start? Go ahead, Sarah. Sure. I think... Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think the the biggest thing that got us into that was simply seeing a lot of new grads struggling a lot with this concept of how do I survive now after school? Because I can't take out more loans to live off of anymore. <laughs> I can't just magically snap my fingers and, you know, have some money sent to my bank account through 
the government from my federal loans. And now I have to figure out how to pay for life, even if maybe the job that I was hoping to get isn't paying me what I thought I would get. And I think some people living more broke as a new grad than they did as a student was very eye-opening to see. Yeah, and it's and- it's not just new grads. It's old grads, too, are still dealing with, like, the <laughs> the uh, large amount of debt that you end up with after school, you know, sometimes decades into their career. And what were you going to say, Gabby? I cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. And I was going to say, you know, because we, we were aware of this, but it took us a while because for financial aid, when you get it, you know, the entrance, you know, you do your FAFSA and it's like, okay, if you need to apply for a grad plus loan and just kind of knowing the ins and outs of that. And so teaching students early, even from pre-PT to beginning of grad school of, okay, you know, you want to be financially literate and to understand this so you don't put yourself into a hole after you graduate and you just neglected your, your loans for three years. And then here you are, like you said, new grad, um, just being in a better position when you graduate PT school. And how are you guys doing with uh, your current student debt situation? Because you guys are on your third year of physical therapy school. So this is the time usually when, um, you know, back in my day when people would actually look at, start looking at their debt, you know, like they ignored it for two years. Now I'm a third year. Let me see what that uh, payment's going to look like. So how are you guys doing with that, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. So we, we both have debt. Um, and I have looked at the number. I feel like for me, the more I look at it, I'm like, okay, you know, it's there. It's a six figure number. Um, and we have a plan, um, you know, between both of us of like how we are going to pay off our debt. Um, but yeah, we have it. We, (laughs) I wish it, it could just, uh, not be there, but it's just a reality, um, right now. And yeah, so between public and private school, um, I go to a private institution. So my debt, uh, going in or what I'm coming out of is, uh, more than some public institutions. Very vague numbers there. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's okay. a six-figure number. It's a six-figure <laughs> number. Right now, it's at 171. You, know, you don't have to tell me exactly. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you have your bank account number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important to share, though. I think it yeah. can be scary for students to, like, holy cow, this can't be real, right? Like, I should have a house by now, but instead I'm just now graduated and able to make money. And I haven't been making money like I thought I would the last three years. Instead, I've been investing in my education and not making an income. So it's like a double whammy, right? So people at 27, if they graduate PT school by then, could be in a very different place than somebody who's 22, graduating undergrad and actually going into the workforce. And I think... um, that's just crazy. And yeah, we're both working. We've got this business going so that we can help other students, but also help ourselves get rid of the debt, make a plan and make this something that people talk about instead of just hiding it and ignoring it and hoping that you can just have an income based repayment plan or loan forgiveness eventually. Yeah. Uh, let me shift gears a little bit, guys. Um, so you're in your third year of physical therapy school, which means you got to experience uh, both pre and post COVID 
uh, physical therapy school. So um, I'm always worried about, you know, because our profession is so hands-on, um, how is it looking like in physical therapy? You know, what are the major differences? Obviously, you're on Zoom a lot more, right? But uh, how are you doing these hands-on courses, the, that part of the education? Yeah, so Sarah and I had different experiences pre- and post-COVID for my program when COVID hit, we were, I was in my second, no, I was in my last semester of didactic and, or second to last, I guess you can say. Um, And I was on campus. So I had made up, you know, I had gone through all my labs already, so I didn't have to make up anything. However, when I got into my clinical rotation in the summer, I was definitely nervous because I didn't have that much hands-on skills. I wasn't able to practice, you know, regularly like I would be with my classmates kind of prepping for clinicals. And post-COVID, you know, did the whole Zoom university, but uh, now in full-time clinical rotations and don't have classes right now. So it's all been um, patient care, which has been really great because I was not a fan of (laughs) online learning. So especially when you're getting to the end of your didactic year, it's just really hard to stay focused and, uh, you know, you got to push through. But that was my experience with it. Uh, And like I said, right now, I'm doing full-time clinical rotations. We're at the end. We're getting there. (laughs) It's light at the end of that tunnel. (laughs) Pre-COVID was uh, nice. I'm going to say that because you did have access. I think we took a lot of things for granted, right? One access to your professors in person instead of like this over a zoom thing trying to do your practical with your dog as your lab partner (laughs) and these are things that were happening because you had to be resourceful and we didn't want to just put school on hold for a year and then try to get back to it when this would eventually go away quote unquote and so I think that schools did the best that they could and that it was challenging for everybody, obviously. And we didn't get as many hours, right? We don't have the same hands-on hours as past graduates have. That's just how it is. But I think what we do have is a higher drive, more motivation to keep going. Because if somebody can go through school during the pandemic, even with less hours, and they can still make it, I think that makes them a pretty driven physical therapist. And I'm really excited to see how this goes, you know, when everyone graduates in May who just went through this. Yeah. And if it makes you guys feel better, I think a lot of those hands-on skills don't necessarily carry over to the clinic anyways, because, you know, you're practicing on your classmates, you know, um, it's totally different once you start seeing pay. You guys know you're on your third rotation, right? You know, you're doing, uh, doesn't seem to work as good you know your uh, patients aren't rolling over exactly how you want them or getting in the exact same position so <laughs> so you'll be all right that's the one area where you could probably catch up i would say um i i was wondering um you know what what do you guys think makes your show work so good um is it you know the chemistry between you two is it are you preparing for your topics so you really know what you're going to talk about like how do you guys do it That's a great question. And if you asked us in the beginning, it would be very different than if you're asking for now. Uh, 
just to give a short story. Well, I'll, I'll ask Gabby, how would you describe the beginning, Gabby, <laughs> of our process? Our beginnings were very, uh, we were very um, new exactly. to this process. I was like, <laughs> just trying to think of the word. So we didn't know what we were doing. Both of us um, had not, you know, been on, a, or I should say, like started a podcast before this. So during school, we were very um, just asking, we would prepare our questions. So we had questions prepared. We had topics prepared. We were, we were just making sure we wanted to do everything right. But as we've learned, as we've gone on, we just go with the flow. And really the topics that we kind of decided at first was, you know, we wanted to um, broaden our reach and have different topics within the physical therapy profession. But then we realized, you know, we want to expand to having, you know, an MD on or other healthcare professionals for that inter interdisciplinary aspect. But also, what do students want to hear? And that's been a big thing now, almost 200 episodes later um, of, you know, just listening to our audience and, uh, and just really going with the flow because <laughs> it's not always perfect. And we realize that now. <laughs> I think what makes the system now is that we've already made most of the mistakes. And of course, we're still going to make more, but we figure it out. And we actually only do interviews about twice a year, or we used to before clinicals. It'd be winter break and then summer, which isn't really break, but it's a little bit less intense than fall and spring. So that's what we used to do. And then batch it all, save it and publish it at a later date so when finals hit it would be okay got you uh so you talked about learning from your mistakes like what are uh probably like the one or two main lessons that you guys learned the hard way <laughs> <laughs> push record i know that one because you because you're double checking <laughs> right push record <laughs> push record quite honestly though that's like my worst fear like if we're <laughs> recording the whole episode with this awesome guest and then we lose it and it's happened before and it's just yeah. the worst feeling in the world because then you have to go back to that person and be like, I am so sorry. We had this amazing conversation, <laughs> but we have to do it all over again. <laughs> that has happened. Yeah. So It's probably not as good the second time, right? <laughs> no, no, exactly. Because then they're like, I think I already said this or whatever. Yeah. And it's so different. Got you. So I would say that that would be one of them. Um, let's see. The second one, honestly, would be more of just like for for us um, because prior, you know, school is we have to graduate, and um, I think that was so so much on our minds. Um, so we were very uh, careful for what we like talked about, at least to. Um, our professors, because we didn't disclose, like, our programs know we have a podcast, um, but it was, it's more than that. So I think um, sometimes disclosing too much because they're like, oh, you need to be doing school. You can't do stuff outside of school. And that's just <laughs> not true. So yeah, um, yeah it, it ties along with that. But um, yeah, I think we just learn, we learn along the way and we luckily have different schedules. So it worked out too that, um, you know, if one of us had midterms and the other one didn't, 
we would flip flop. So that always worked too. Um, but sometimes our schedules would overlap and uh, we would forget to do an interview with someone and we we're like, oh no. So um, just scheduling too uh, with everything going on with school that has happened as well. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do that. I, I can't, I, I'm like so unorganized. I, I'm pretty impressed. The, you get, the way you guys uh, scheduled this show even, I was like, okay, they're on it. They're not going to miss this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you guys think? You know, because uh, you guys are what we would call the next generation of physical therapists. And what do you think your generation is going to bring to the profession that maybe some other ones didn't? I know what I think, but I would be interested on uh, what your point of view was on that. This is a really good question. And I think because if you're talking our generation, like, I don't know, the next couple years, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> so yeah. this next couple years is drastically different because if you think about the first years who have started, we were talking about COVID, right? This is just pandemic number one of whatever happens in the future. And I think it's something that everyone's got to adapt to in a new way. And I think people are now thinking out of the box because they have to, right? You can't necessarily go work at the gym or go to the bars and be the bartender, or go be the waiter or waitress and do all the things that you used to do, especially if they don't need you as much because not as many people are going out. And I think people are very creative in how they make money, very creative in how they practice physical therapy. If people don't feel comfortable going into an outpatient clinic, um, or they're trying not to go to the hospital as much and they're thinking more preventative care because they don't want to have the other end of the extreme. Um, and so I think more creative and thinking outside the box a little bit extra because it's kind of forced right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to add to that, I think more of our generation, you know, we're right now insurance based um, PT. It's very, uh, we have all this going on, like during it's not the, working. It's not working. So more of our generation, I think, is going to branch out and realize, like, oh, you know, if if I don't want to do insurance based, then I can do cash. I can have my own practice, um, and it doesn't have to be brick and mortar. It can be mobile. So just being more, like Sarah said, creative and knowing there's more opportunities out there, um, and you don't have to be in this this box. So um, just branching out. And I think another thing of like realizing you don't have to do clinical roles for the rest of your life if you don't want to treat. So I think that's another big thing, too, of having different opportunities come your way. And I think we're going to see that with our um, generation of PTs. Yeah, I agree. I, um, you guys have so many. Uh, well, I think that's. First of all, that's a good thing about the profession as a whole is you can do so many different things with the same degree. And then um, I just feel like we've just hit the tip of the iceberg on like what we're allowed to do. I think people who are in the past were maybe more traditional. And then now what I'm seeing is just like, oh, this guy, you know, to use one of my own ideas. I'm an idea man. I have lots of ideas. I have uh, minimal execution. So... Um, I always give away my ideas because hoping somebody, at least somebody will do them. But I was uh, watching somebody that did a food truck PT clinic. I was like, yes, that's that's a great idea. You just got to do it. There's no laws against it. You might as well, you know. Or like our clinic, we did a con ed class like on the beach, 
you know, why not? Um, so I think you are absolutely right. You're going to see a bunch of outside the box things. You know, you're going to see a clinic on a bicycle, like with a trailer behind it or something, you know? Um, what do you think, um, the future of physical therapy will look like 10 years from now, besides, the, you know, all that stuff we just said more besides more food truck clinics. I love that food truck PT. Gabby, That's you can amazing. have that idea, Gabby, because uh, I don't have time to actually do it. Oh, my gosh. No, just yeah. thinking about it. Like, who doesn't love food and food trucks and then physical therapy? Like, it's yeah. a great combo. Exactly. Um, so, in the next 10 years, I really, I really see physical therapy going in a direction where we are going to have direct access completely. Um, huh. And we're, you know, we're definitely being seen more as primary care uh, and more of PT being a, um, an annual thing, like having, having our patients come, a lot of them say, I should have come a long time ago, or even if there is, you know, something wrong um, and I went to my physician, they didn't listen to me, they just dismissed me. Um, so I think we're, our role as clinicians and as physical therapists is going to be um, more of that, you know, one-on-one care that we, that we do and um, definitely more of the interdisciplinary aspect of it too. So I definitely see us going in that direction um, and incorporating, especially having different backgrounds, um, minorities, um, so many people now, you know, as we're in this pandemic, there's been a lot going on in 2020 and we've all, you know, come together. And I think that's been really, really great to see um, everybody from race, ethnicity, um, you know, cultural background coming together for one, um, for one common, you know, goal. So I think that's really what I see in the next 10 years. And by the way, yes, it is. And you know, uh, the, the reason I bring it up is because I'm about 10 years out from uh, school myself. And um, when I think back to like a lot of the conversations I had when I was in your guys' shoes, you know, long ago, um, a lot of what we thought actually did come true. And I think part of that is because, you know, 10 years from now, you guys are actually going to be in charge. So whatever you guys want to see as a change, you're going to be in, you know, an upper echelon, a management position, or you're going to be the head of your clinic and you can actually start to do whatever your vision is. So not maybe even sooner for you guys. I don't know. You're more organized than I was. So what do you think, Sarah? What's your uh, 10 year prediction? Uh, 10 year, 10 year plan for PT. Yeah, not 10 year so. plan. That's like, that's <laughs> back to student debt. <laughs> Okay, so 10 years from now, though, I think physical therapy, like Gabby said, um, the biggest thing is reaching people in a world where we should be all interconnected, right? Like we have access to people around the world with the one device in our hands. And if we can continue to reach all of those people and the people who can't have that device in their hands, right? It's all about accessibility. It's all about reaching people who need us who may not think that they need us now and about prevention and having some kind of annual checkup, like, Oh, I need to go to the doctor this year for my checkup. Oh, that's my PT. Okay. We'll see. Let's check back in 10 years and see what, what became of these predictions. 
10 year update. October 21st, 2030 (laughs) update. (laughs) So, uh, you guys are in different cities right now, right? So tell me about your origin story. How did you guys meet? And then how did you come about starting a podcast together? (laughs) We need to record this and just like have a button ready to go. Mm-hmm. I feel like we you get are that question a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it sounds so weird, right? These people uh. didn't know each other. Wait, they never met in person. They didn't go to the same school. Mm-hmm. Like all these things, people are like, "What the heck is this? This sounds crazy." Yeah. And it's just simply came from a lot of like struggle and pain of like not being able to get into PT school. So I just was denied a lot, like legitimately 18 schools denied me over the course of two tries getting in. I was waitlisted both years. And the second year I said, you know, like F this, I'm not going to get into PT school. It's not worth it. And I moved to a new state and started a new life. And then the school called me very last minute. And I was like, (laughs) well, I want to do a podcast because I can't find the information I'm looking for to like help me to see what am I getting myself into. And I didn't want to do it alone. So I reached out to some random SPTs on IG and Gabby, (laughs) let's take it from there. That was a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, that was two years ago, a little over two years ago now. And that, um, that night was the night of my white coat ceremony after first semester. And I saw this message from Sarah. And, you know, at the time where I was at, I definitely wanted to be more involved. I was involved with pre-PTs and I thought that's the direction um, I wanted to go, you know, go through and make a YouTube channel. So once I saw that message, I was like, you know, this is an incredible opportunity and how cool would it be to, co-host a podcast with another student. And um, from there, we launched uh, Gratitude in October of 2018. So our two-year anniversary was about two weeks ago as we're recording this. Thank you. And uh, we did meet in person from September until January of the following year when we were at CSM in Washington, D.C., And after five months of doing everything online and virtual, that's when we met. And so we've only met in person seven times. So, right, Sarah, seven? Something like that. It's really crazy. How was it meeting in person? Was it really awkward? Or was it, uh, did it feel like you guys already knew each other really well? It was funny. (laughs) It was was a funny meeting. But I feel like at that point, I mean, we were still pretty much still strangers like we had worked together (laughs) for five months but just being with each other in person and yeah it was it was definitely a great first meeting um was it a handshake handshake or hug how'd you initiate it was a a hug so i was (laughs) was standing i was standing in the lobby and we had the hotel yeah like i got to dc first and we had we were sharing a hotel room <laughs> and I saw you down there. Gabby's like checking in, you know, she's facing away from me. I'm coming in back from behind her and I tried to scare her, but then she felt, you know, someone was coming up behind her. So she goes like this. She's like, I think this is Sarah. <laughs> and then we hugged. Yeah. She felt the presence. She did. <laughs> yes. 
but we haven't seen each other in person since February. So it's been, it's been, it's a, while. been, a, it's been a while. We were supposed to see each other um, twice before this. And, uh, but hopefully we'll see each other soon before this year is ending. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're like the rest of us just hanging out with our friends only on the computer. So mm-hmm. you're not missing out. That's how, what we're all doing. Oh yeah. So, uh, what is your, like, you, where are you guys right now in, in your uh, rotations? What city? Oh, yes. I'm in Florida, so I'm in Tampa. Well-ish, Tampa-ish. I'm by St. Pete. Tampa, okay. And then I'm right outside of the Charlotte area in North Carolina right now. All but right. we both have two more rotation, or excuse me, one more rotation left after this. And where's that one? Sarah. Mine's the same place, so same I'm place? still okay. down here. <laughs> yeah, so, I figured it'd make it easy. Yeah. And then I will be going to the West Coast Ooh. in Arizona. No, that's not the West Coast. That's the West. Oh, like West. We're so far from okay. the coast. Okay, West. <laughs> okay, yeah, you have to I was catch like, me. Oh, up. cool, yeah. we'll hang out. No, I'm not going to Arizona. Okay, West. <laughs> However, I will visit California at some point. Um, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be in Arizona for my last one. We'll call the Jet Set team when you're in town. We'll we'll uh, do another. We'll do a follow up podcast or something like that. Yes. <laughs> so, what is your when you guys go into a clinical rotation? What's your uh, first day strategy? Do you come in hot? You know, meet everybody, mm. tell jokes, or do you uh, sit back? You say first Be day, shy. like the first yeah. day you're there. First day, oh, first God. impression. You know, you guys have a strategy, right? The main strategy, I think, for me is just to, and this is what I do for all interviews, too. Mm, Maybe this is why I like podcasting. Listen up, You literally just get other people to talk more about themselves Mm. than you actually tell them about you. And then they love you, and then it's great. Because people love talking about themselves. Exactly. So they're like, I love that conversation. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, even if they know nothing about me, they just need to know my first name, and then I'm a student. And then they'll just remember me because they talked about themselves with me. <laughs> Hired. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, that, actually, that's uh, similar to my strategy. Yeah, sit back. It. Just, yeah, let people talk. You know, let them do the talking because uh, I feel the more I talk, the more I'm going to mess it up. You know, I'll say something that's not, that'll rub people the wrong way or whatever. So what's your strategy, Gabby? Oh, first day strategy. So I definitely am one to meet everyone, get to know them. So yeah, I would say I do the same thing. But then they also ask like, oh, you know, where are you from? All of the questions. But I like to establish um, rapport early. And so I would say um, I'm more like first day of this clinical than I'm on right now. I was like jumping in, helping out. I was like, all right, we're doing this. Like, um, but yeah, I would say I, I don't shy back on the first day. All right. Yeah. That's probably the, that's probably a good strategy too, because if you're tentative, then, uh, you're not going to get as many learning opportunities, I would say. Yeah. What do you think are, uh, some pitfalls like let's say somebody's like okay i'm going into physical therapy school uh next january or whenever you guys start uh what do you tell people like what's a pitfall like okay don't do this 
or else uh, you're not going to make it through PT school. Don't do this. Don't underestimate anything. (laughs) Don't (laughs) underestimate the class. Don't underestimate your professors. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't underestimate the workload. Don't underestimate what you're able or capable of doing. All the things. Overestimate it at first, and then you can slack off. Yes. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think my thing would be don't think PT school is the only thing in your life. It's part of your life. That's good advice. Because we say this a lot, you know, you're more than a PT student. And this is part of our, our mantra because we believe it so much. And you, you are so much more than what school says. And especially with, um, you know, working during PT school, because a lot of students, you know, do that. And, School doesn't um, like that because they want you to put all of their time and energy into studying, mm-hmm. but you have a life and it doesn't have to be school all the time because then you're just going to be burnt out um, like we all have experienced before. So I think that's a big thing that Sarah and I, um, you know, resonate with and we always tell people that, especially going in for students going into PT school. Yeah, and I would say the same when you guys get your first jobs, same thing. You know, don't uh, don't burn yourselves out. You know, that's the the time when you really want to um, allow yourself some extra free time. Because yeah, I I, th- I think that's probably the uh, new grad pitfalls. They just jump in everything their boss asks them to do. They do it, and then uh, they're exhausted. And a couple of years later, you know, and uh, I would say. Um, I know I've heard like another guest on your podcast say, you know, get a high paying job. And I would caution against that because a lot of times with uh, higher pay is more responsibilities and you just got to be careful. You don't want to be going into your first job out of school and you're like uh, running a clinic and you're running their books, your, their payroll. You know, I know they if there's a job like that available, it's probably available for a reason. And you just be careful. Make sure that uh, you are not throwing yourself into an 80 hour a week job because uh you're going to be so exhausted you're not going to have as much fun as you could with the uh profession in the first few years you want to be learning anyways so just thought i'd jump in with my advice (laughs) yeah i mean it's so important because if you're working 80 hours a week that's not work anymore that's just your life that's when work becomes your life and that's not a place anyone wants to be in yeah, you got to work to live, not live to work, right? Exactly. So I'm going to ask you guys another question that you've probably answered 50 times before. But, you know, the the podcast is called Gratitude. What are you guys going to do with it after you're done with the grad school portion? Good question. So we, we definitely have, um, you know, thought about it even before we started our third year. And gratitude is going to keep going. And we, you know, at the time that we graduate, we want to continue on with our mission and and keep this going. So we're not going anywhere, although we will be graduated and licensed after we take our boards. But gratitude is here to stay. And it's just crazy to think that we're graduating in 2021 and we started this in 2018. So it's just, 
it, it blows my mind. We're not even there yet, but um, <laughs> yeah, we, we just can't believe it. Like some days I just can't believe I'm in my third year. I still feel like I should be, um, it still feels like second year. Some days I'm just depending on the day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the plan. You're just going to keep it going. That's the plan. We'll yeah. see what happens, of course. It may not look, you know, right now, a lot of the content we have, it's easy to talk about because we're in it. And yeah. of course, this is going to be a little bit different. But the easy thing about podcasting is people tell you what they want to hear, right? Students are asking to hear certain things. So we just find the people and we've got the network. And so we just share the word. And that's what we'll keep doing. Has it been growing pretty steadily in the last two, two years? I think with anything, the beginning is so slow, right? The beginning growth of gratitude was like, this is like a snail. No one can see me right now. It's going so slow. Like our parents listen to it. Maybe some randos listen to it. Yeah, I don't know. That was me. I found <laughs> yeah, it by exactly. Accident. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it you know, it's kind of like a logarithmic, logarithmic scale. It, it goes up as, you know, 10 people share it with one person each and then those people mm. share it with one person each and so yeah it's been growing it's been growing yeah so we we are um about to well we're about to hit 200 um soon so that will be uh episode 200 episode 200 yeah, not 200 listeners or sorry not two- no. <laughs> episode 200. 200 total listener 200 total listener <laughs> But yeah, just the the steady growth and it's been a really fun journey to see, um, kind of just to see where it's, where it's been going and having students shared out, tell us, you know, it really, um, keeps us going, especially when we hear from students and saying like, you know, this guest or this podcast episode really helped me in a certain time of their PT school journey. And so having those messages and, saying like how much they needed this and even pre-PTs um, before starting of like how they need this now in order to be prepared. Um, those types of messages keep us going, especially when we have exams and yeah. <laughs> clinic as we are in right now, kind of the um, the clinical realm, because it's definitely different from didactic because you're applying everything and you still have to, you know, go through the hoops of um, clinical rotations. Yeah, and you know, uh, late 2021, I predict you guys are going to have no shortage of content or uh, topics for your podcast. So I think it's even going to get bigger and better from here on out. Um, I have uh, one last question, and then uh, I'll let you guys probably pass your bedtime out there on the East Coast. So um, I wanted to know, like, what kind of a continue because it's this is a continuing education company podcast. So we do this podcast just mainly to promote um, our instructors. But, you know, every now and then, like someone such as yourselves will interview, you know, somebody that's doing interesting things with their uh, prof- with our profession. So uh, what do you guys plan to do as far as uh, Con Ed? Like how are, um, uh, what area, um, what type of company, online, in person? You know, that kind of stuff. Ooh, let's be honest. If it's 2021 and we're allowed to travel safely again, 
definitely going out to one of your guys' courses, not just because you're having us on the podcast, <laughs> but let's be real. It's so much more fun to go to a CEU like at some vacation spot. And I think it would be amazing, way better than sitting and doing MedBridge in an office alone. Yeah, I feel like people are just like taking another online class is just sounds like um, a circle of hell for a lot of people right now. Oh, just they're so yes. on the computer so much. How about you, Gabby? You, you yeah. Gonna, you're coming out to Cabo or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm all about traveling. So whenever we both are about traveling, so whenever we can. And honestly, just taking, you know, CEUs that like topics that may not be familiar to us or want to learn more about. So I think that would be really great. And just, you know, networking, like that's our biggest thing is meeting new people. And that's why in-person events are, are awesome. Um, I, I love in-person events. Like that's where I get my energy and, um, and it's been, it's been difficult. So when in-person, uh, con ed courses come back, um, we're able to all go safely, like count us in. We are, we, we will be there right when we graduate. <laughs> May 2021. Can we yes. go yet? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, for those of you listening, um, check out our website, jetsetrehabed.com. If you want to take some Con Ed and here's some of the cities we've done in the past, Kauai, um, Honolulu, Cabo, Las Vegas, Scottsdale, Arizona, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington. So if you want to go on a little vacation, uh, save a little money. Maybe your company pays for you to take on it. You can do it that way, or it's also a tax write-off. Check our blog. We tell you how to write these trips off so you can pay off that student debt. You know, every little bit counts. But if you like networking, if you like hands-on education, not online, um, if you like top-level instructors, check us out. And, um, you know, we, we don't have any classes listed right now. Like I said, because of COVID, we had to cancel everything in 2020. But we are working behind the scenes on 2021 with the tentative hopes that, uh, you know, the COVID situation allows for safe travel. And if it does, we got some really good plans. So I hope you guys uh, check us out. Um, We're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. And you guys, Sarah and Gabby, you guys are younger. Like, should we get on uh, like TikTok or something? Because like the Snapchat and TikTok are like, you know, I'm 40 years old. I can't figure it out. Snapchat is like, I don't understand it. <laughs> Look, yeah. to be honest, we don't use Snapchat professionally. No. <laughs> we use TikTok. If you can even say the word TikTok and professionally in the same sentence, we, we use TikTok uh, every now and then. Look, if you want to get on it, go for it. It's so addicting. People will see your stuff, especially because right now the market is not as saturated as Instagram. So that's why yeah, everyone's yeah. kind of hop and ship all right well and follow us on tiktok in about a month when when i figure <laughs> out how to register and sign up for it if it's not banned by then <laughs> all right any uh closing statements you two um uh, check out just my closing statement is uh for for you two is uh this is a great podcast um it's like following an adventure um sarah sarah and gabby their adventures through physical therapy school and it's also informative which is all you can really ask for on a podcast and i can't wait to see where it goes from here you know interested to see how the the uh first week of work podcasts go 
So. Oh man, I haven't even got that far oh, yet. The first paycheck. The first paycheck party. Come on, that's the gonna be a good paycheck. one. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Like for real, I was thinking end of rotation party. We'll have graduation. <laughs> graduation party um it'll be good but thank you so much for having us on it was so fun to do and we we cannot wait to see what's to come for you guys as well especially um you know going into next year and fingers crossed yeah hopefully. Uh, in person CEUs. <laughs> all right thank you very much so I'll post all your uh, links in the uh, notes for this podcast and uh, have a good evening and thank you very much. You guys are great guests. Thank you, Randall. Thank you, so Randall. good talking with you. Yes, thank you so much. Keep in um, touch. Yes. yes, we will, for sure. But have a good rest of the night. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Jet Set Rehab Education Podcast. If you want to take some con ed as a physical therapist, network, travel, take high-level courses, learn, then check us out, jetsetrehabed.com. And special thanks to Sarah and Gabby from the Gratitude Podcast. That's G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. Check them out on Spotify or any um, iTunes, any podcasting forum. And uh, it's a really good podcast, very informative, and uh, really good chemistry between them. Good show. And finally, I'd like to thank Jalen, eight years old, for making the music for the intro and outro of this podcast. Thank you, Jalen. Great job. Take care, everybody.